Okay, Larry, it's time for the theme song. If you like to talk to tomatoes, yeah. if a squash can make you smile, if you like to waltz with potatoes, up and down the produce aisle. Have we got a show for you? Broccoli, celery, gotta be veggie tails. Llama beans, collard greens, peachy king, veggie tails. Cauliflower, sweet and sour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Where's Pod Where I'm Scared. And you know what? The answer to that question for a year plus has been nowhere, and we're sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, listen, we were at Danish <laughs> immersion camp. I'm so happy that the episode we're coming back on. <laughs> As an excuse of why they haven't been around for a while. I it I, I saw that like, oh yeah, I got my intro, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think like, you know, a year plus ago, we were doing this show, and uh I was getting idle on off the ground, and that was taking a lot of time on my part. And also yeah. you were having trouble with work, and we were in the middle of COVID and all that shit. And I think we Maybe not, like, out loud, but just sort of, like, both came to the, like, understanding that, ah, maybe when shit calms down more, we'll get back to this. And then shit just kind of never calmed down, huh? Yeah, it really didn't. Really (laughs) didn't. But, uh, I miss doing this show. I miss having another excuse to talk to my good friend Ashley during the week. Same, same, same. So, uh, you know, we are, we're trying to bring this back. Yes. Um, I think right now we're going to aim for making it a bi-weekly thing, because mm-hmm. doing it weekly is just difficult, but, um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see where we go from there. Um, and yeah, we are, we are watching, uh, A Snoodle's Tale this yes, week. this episode is on A Snoodle's Tale. I will say, uh, I have pretty much completely forgotten how this show works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any kind of structure we may have introduced to it. I don't nope. remember, uh, like, any of our running gags or jokes. Nope. I remember that I try to do some, like, research, both on Big Idea Productions and on the Bible for each episode. Have not done a ton of that for this one, because it was kind of spur of the moment. You know, we only decided a day or two ago to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this one's going to be us trying to get back up in the saddle. Yes, yes. Luckily, I feel like we're coming back in on an episode that is... There's not a ton to it, and it's, I would say, (laughs) largely inoffensive. Yeah, we are not going to get into what I feel like is some, like, extremely deep discussion. Yeah, I have, like, a couple things to hit, but nothing, like... I don't think this episode is exposing... The uh, deep-seated contradictions at the heart of American evangelicalism, like some VeggieTales episodes do. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, again, I don't remember how this show works. Did we just start the episode? I, I think we do. I know when we have a guest, we intrusively ask them questions about their feelings on God, but we don't have a guest. <laughs> uh... Should we, like, do, like, a a quick, like, reminder our both of our relationship with God? Yeah, sure, Ashley, what the fuck's your deal with God? Um, I was raised, you know, Christian. I went to church a few times, uh, specifically when I was with my grandparents, because they, uh, went, uh, to church and were, like, later a minister and mm. you know people involved heavily in uh, their local church mm-hmm. uh so i'd go to that and i just kind of never believed but desperately doesn't want to be an asshole about it sure yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah i was raised uh very christian uh very like baptist uh my parents are very like um, you know, very right wing, uh, also very like left behind the rapture is going to happen any day now type people. Um, and I kind of fell out of that version of Christianity as I got older, but 
still kind of, I, I still consider myself a Christian. I still believe in the Lord Jesus, but, you know, in ways that uh, I think if I fully and totally explained my beliefs to my parents, they would tell me, no, I don't. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know what? They can eat shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, that's, you know, yeah, I'm I'm religious. Ashley's not. We're going to talk about the vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those episodes where it's not extremely, like, if you just kind of went by and, like, went in blind to a Veggie Tales. Yeah. You would not know it was about... The god stuff. This one kind of tries to sneak the god stuff in right at the end. Until one of them just went like, well, god made you special. Well, <laughs> and also there's just all the stuff with like, oh, yes, the uh, the strange old man who lives on the mountain and made everybody. That stuff. Yes. Uh, which, we'll get to it. I do think it's funny that uh, we, <laughs> we've gone over how they will not depict... Jesus uh, as a vegetable And I guess they don't depict God as a vegetable either They do put words in God's mouth Yeah (laughs) They do make God talk like a Dr. Seuss character (laughs) Which strikes me As more sacrilegious Than depicting Jesus Christ as a carrot (laughs) Uh, But you know What do I know Oh yeah that's the other thing Um, So the last episode we covered before we went on our Unplanned hiatus was an Easter carol I don't know if if you recall Yeah uh, Where you know They just hate plastic so fucking much for some reason Um, So shortly after that My girlfriend um, I don't remember why if it came up During the podcast or, or what But on Easter She got me a DVD copy of an Easter Carol. <laughs> right. Uh, so that I could review the special features on this show. So I did make her sit down with me and go over the special features of it today. Um, largely not that interesting, I'll say. What? Yeah. Unbelievable. It's a lot of, like, mid-2000s fun activities. You can do, like, here's a maze you can navigate with your DVD remote. Um... <laughs> Here's a short featurette on how, uh, you know, we came up with this. And, oh, you know, like, they really were hammering on the whole thing. I just brought up of they can't depict Jesus as a vegetable. So, but, oh, we want to tell this story about Easter. How do we, like, if we can't put Jesus in it directly, how do we tell that story? And I don't remember if you remember in that episode, they have those, like, stained glass windows in the church that sort of depict it. And they talk about that like they just, like... Solve the fucking uh, like like relativity equation. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that was it. We that was the oh we cracked it. It was beautiful. Uh, they're clearly very proud of them. There's a whole featurette on that uh, DVD about how to make stained glass windows. Of just this kind of bored lady being like, yeah. So you take a glass cutter and uh, you cut around the pattern, the template you made, and then you use this metal wire to secure it. And then you solder the wire, and there you go. You got a stained glass window. Yeah. Uh, you know, something you could do at home. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, i trying to think if there was anything else. Uh, one thing we both noted, there was one bit where they showed, like, a, an action sequence from the cartoon at a bunch of different phases of uh, completion. Like, here's the final version. Here's, like, before we had the lighting baked in. Here's, like... The rough models. Here's the animatic. And the animatic is drawn in pencil. And, God, everything looks so much better. Their drawings are so much better than their 3D <laughs> animation. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure, like, that is... Like, you can find, like, 3D... Like, 2D versions of a lot of, like, 3D cartoons. Yeah. Even 3D cartoons, I would say, that are good. Right. Like, well animated. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's always kind of hard to be like, well, like, I, I kind of would just want that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, I, I, you know, we've talked about it. I think especially for the level of budget they've, like, traditionally worked at, VeggieTales does a pretty good job as far as 3D animation goes. Uh, but just, like, looking at their 2D storyboards and stuff, they can make the characters so much more expressive. They can make their eyes, like, move around and change size. They can squash and stretch everything way more. Because if you try to do that on a 3D model, it'll look all fucked up and weird. But you can just yeah, draw like, it so that it's not fucked up and weird. 
like if I've looked at the like behind the scenes stuff of like Hotel Transylvania, yeah, where they did a lot of work to get these like stretching, uh, like squish style of things, right? Uh, in three D animation and like how weird their models have to look for that to work. Yeah, or like, um, you know, it's the thing that goes around every time, like, uh, Arc System Works puts a video game out. Like, when they put the, did that Dragon Ball game, that was, like, very... People kept commenting how, like, great a job they did replicating, like, specific shots from the anime in that. And then, like, modders took it apart. I'm like, oh, yeah, no. what During those shots, these models are stretched out in all these ridiculous ways that make no sense. Because that's the only way to make them look right to the camera. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, mm. that makes sense. That's why it's so hard. Yeah. Uh, JoJo also has a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Because they have those CGI um, intros, totally. Yeah, but which also isn't helped by JoJo already having weird poses that seem unnatural. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> like, the first ten years of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is... A guy who's not very good at drawing, trying to draw the most extreme poses possible. Uh, when, like, just drawing a guy standing is, like, difficult for him, clearly. <laughs> I, I paused and I, I, I got the racist caterpillar <laughs> from the movie and I was like, oh god, right, that guy. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, so again, I don't, I, I'll have to go back and refresh myself on, like, the history of the behind-the-scenes stuff. I know we are still kind of in the wake of the movie bombing. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't know where Big Idea is beyond that, really. I will be more prepared uh, ne- the next episode we do here. Yeah, this was really just like, a, like, hey, want to, like, talk? <laughs> so I, like, I felt like we needed to just do it, or we were just going to talk about doing it and not actually do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this episode starts with uh, Larry having come back from Danish immersion camp, which uh, I didn't remember of. this, but in the previous episode, uh, he mentions he's going to Danish immersion camp. Oh, huh. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bit of continuity. That's nice. Yeah. Except we learn he didn't actually go because uh, him and uh, another guy there got lost and ended up at, what is it, overused literary... Illusion yeah. camp or something. Which, I'll say, you know, we'll get to, like, what the big story is. Uh, I feel like Mr. Jekyll, you know, Jekyll and Hyde is not the most overused. No, but I get it. Like, every kid's cartoon has the Jekyll and Hyde episode. Yeah, like, I guess it's just... I feel like less of them have it than, like, a Romeo and Juliet plot or something, or... <laughs> That's true, but yeah. Well, I'm trying to remember. Do they do a Romeo and Juliet eventually? I would not be surprised. Yeah, me neither. They may have already done it and we forgot. <laughs> we just forgot about it. Yeah, <laughs> not impossible. Um, but basically, uh, a kid has sent a mail in, sent a letter in saying that he gets bullied at school uh, uh, and he doesn't know what to do about it. Yeah, which is kind of what a lot of these boiled down to is that kids are mean to me <laughs> yeah and i think yeah i think we've talked about it before but like maybe it's because you keep on trying to show veggie tales <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i do appreciate uh how mad larry is or bob is that larry did not do any of this <laughs> right because bob has been spending the entire time he's gone planning a danish based episode mm-hmm um, Larry's, uh, also mad that Bob's the only one who showed up to welcome him home. <laughs> Maybe have better friends, Bob. Like, there's Larry. a banner, and there's Bob, and he's like, well, where's everyone else? Where's, what, what this is like, it? Not, it's just me. This is the whole party? Well, everyone else is getting ready for the show, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they still got, they got some jokes. They got jokes. Well, words do, they got home. some jokes. I'll say, overall, uh, since the last episode we did, we started covering Gravity Falls. This show <laughs> might have a better jokes per capita rate than Gravity Falls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think the, the the hit rate on the jokes is better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they uh, he decides to do Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde to explain this. Yes. 
Uh, and Bob is like, nah, that's a scary story, Larry. We cannot. Yeah. But that's we why. Not, uh, that's listen, why I, th- we are ahead. hanging on by a thread. <laughs> we do not want to piss off the parents who buy these tapes. Uh-huh. Uh, so instead, yeah, Larry's going to change it up to be Dr. Jiggle and Mr. Sly. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, so we, we cut in. We're back in, like, old London again. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're they definitely reusing some, yeah. some sets. Listen, they made this big old London set. They're gonna reuse it. God damn it. Yeah, fair. Fair. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but also, apparently, they, they made an Afro render. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're gonna have this Mr. Sly come out and dance to... Vague disco songs like yeah, that kind of sounds like this, but it also kind of sounds like this. Right? Yeah, Mr. Slot. Yeah, it's got a little like funky town in it. The song he's got. He's just out in the middle of the night, and he's just like this skinny orange guy with, like you said, an afro and glasses and like a disco suit. Yeah, and he's just dancing out on the streets of London in the middle of the night. I now associate that kind of suit with a uh, Kiryu from y- Yakuza. You're absolutely right. Yes. God, now I'm just imagining <laughs> Veggie Tales Yakuza. <laughs> the the heat actions are he, he just dices them. <laughs> just Larry, uh, patriarch of the cucumber clan. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, now I need. To, I know what I need to make of the <laughs> <laughs> the image for this. Um, the Scottish carrot guy, whose name I don't remember, is uh, watching Mr. Sly dancing on the street with uh, bizarre hatred in his heart. <laughs> he really fucking hates this dude. I don't understand why. Because <laughs> it's not like we're going to see. His problem is not with dancing or disco. It's the afro that's the problem. I mean, I wasn't <laughs> going to say it, but... <laughs> It's kind of the only thing. <laughs> uh, but so they go to uh, talk to Dr. Jiggle because they see Mr. Sly going into his house. And uh, they're just going to have some fun with this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because you get the close-up of the door and a human hand knocking on it. And then it cuts back to the wide shop of the carrot yelling about a hand uh, that Larry's confused about. It's a good joke. That's a good joke. Yeah, yeah. It's um, one of those I, jokes that, like, I see making the rounds on Twitter sometimes. Yeah, I, I had seen it on, like, Tumblr, like, in between our last Where's Pod and this, and I'm like, oh, huh, like, it's funny that we're going back to that one. It's a good joke, but it does really... Perhaps uh, complete its secret objective of making it no fun to me anymore to make fun of how they don't have hands and feet. Yeah. Because if they're joking about it, it's like when your dad gets in on a a cool teen joke. Now now it's not funny anymore. It it is the, oh no, uh, you know, Elon Musk tweeted this meme, now it's time to take it out to pasture. 100%, yeah. Uh, yeah, but Dr. Jiggle is the squash, I don't remember any of these characters, Jerry, is that his name? I, the squash, yeah, I think his name is Jerry. Jerry the squash, I'm looking it up. See, let's see if we're right. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, Jimmy and Jerry are the squashes. Yeah. This one's Jerry, the, the green one is Jimmy. Uh, but yeah, he's just like, oh no, uh, Doctor uh, Mr. Sly lives here. He's a great guy. Don't worry about it. And I, uh, <laughs> I thought that they were gonna go like way more into the like transformation stuff, right? And so I was like, um, like oh, oh like like I I thought that he would look way different. Oh, sure. As Mr. Sly and Mr. Jiggles. Uh Uh-huh. Dr. Jiggles. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's pretty much just uh, Mr. Sly is thinner and has the afro. Yeah. Because we learn, uh, as Dr. Jiggles sings his uh, soliloquy, 
that uh, he loves to dance, but he's fat and uh, his fat jiggles when he does it and everyone laughs at him. So he does not dance. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'll, I'll give him credit. That's something that like people are actually self-conscious about. Mm-hmm. That's like a real anxiety people have. Uh, yeah, like, and again, compared to Gravity Falls, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> which is just nonstop fat jokes. Um, we've been pretty mean to Veggie Tales. Yeah, <laughs> so the fact that we're now comparing it favorably to like one of the most beloved cartoons of the last decade says a lot, I think. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, they're convinced that Mr. Sly is actually just a perfectly nice guy. The carrot feels bad for being uh, a shithead to him for no reason and wants yeah. to apologize. But uh, Dr. Jiggles won't let them meet Mr. Sly, which makes them think that maybe, you know, Mr. Sly has some kind of, like, leverage on him. Yeah, well, and still, it's only the carrot. Larry, like, the entire time is like... No, this guy seems cool. Like, I mean, you gotta like a guy who dances. Larry's just kind of going alongside him. Yeah. He's really, uh, it's an example of just, you know, agreeing with the people. Like, you don't, you may not feel like you're, you have hateful (laughs) feelings within you, but. Right. You're, you're letting people, uh, you know, do horrible things. (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. As as you stand by, <laughs> you're, you're doing nothing to uh, to try to stop the carrot from being awful. Yes. Uh, so the next night they go out to the alley where Mr. Slide dances, and uh, the carrot wants. Uh, what's the fucking carrot's name? I can't just keep calling him the carrot. He has a name. Veggie Tales. His name is no, not the carrot family. That's a different carrot. <laughs> Old carrot. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. Old carrot veggie tails. Good call. Old carrot veggie tails. <laughs> this is a th- thrilling radio. Oh god, it's not just it, it won't just give it to me. <laughs> Jesus I'm, Christ. Scooter. His name is Scooter. Oh, yeah, cuz it's it's like a he started off as a weird Star Trek thing. Right, because he was supposed to be like a play on Scotty. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. That's the only reason he's Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that and I assume Phil Vischer just wanted to do uh, a funny Scottish accent. Yeah. But, um... He also appears in Josh and the Big Wall as an Israelite. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's good that we're not talking about Israel right now. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Uh, anyway, Scooter sends Larry out to, they have, like, different names in this short, but I don't care. Uh, yeah. He sends Larry out to, like, give a letter to Mr. Sly. I don't have subtitles on this, and I don't remember what the letter has, but basically calling him out, wants to, like, you know. Well, they, they want to meet with him, uh, and so that they can... Like, you know, invite him over to their place, and once he's in their place, they can, like, grill him. Yeah, yeah. Also, we do have a, a another, like, funny meta joke of, like, we have a close-up like, of feet walking down the street, and then it cuts to a wide shot, and it's Mr. Carrot, Scooter, uh, and he just freaks out that he had feet for a second. Yeah, he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, and the last one of that is he looks at a watch and there's a hand and he's like, ah, the watch, ah, the hand, ah, forget it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I feel like if we had not taken such a long break, we would have, we had a whole bunch of convoluted lore we were starting to build up and I don't remember any of it, but I feel like this would be germane to that. Yeah, listen, we talked about Larry's God and we talked about how <laughs> all of the, how they're, like, this is their purgatory where they can never get out of because they are right. vegetables and cannot be saved. Right, but they're trying to find some kind of salvation by saving us, by teaching us about Jesus. And hopefully, and, like, hoping that that will be, it, like, through their service. <laughs> right. Because, right, that was the other rule. Vegetables can't be saved. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> oh, I missed this show. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, yeah, uh, Mr. Sly uh, fends Larry off by just being such an infectious dancer that Larry just starts dancing with him. Yeah, you he cannot you cannot hand someone something if they don't stop dancing. Well, if they won't accept it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, Larry just starts dancing with him, and then he, uh, Mr. Slide dances away, and, uh, you know, all just, all just falls apart. So, they try again the next night, this is when, yeah, that watch gag happens, and they're just gonna ambush him before he can get to dancing. And, uh, he gets knocked over, and then the buttons on his suit pop, and it turns out, Dr. Jiggle was Mr. Sly all along! He, he's basically wearing a corset. Yes, he is uh, constricting his body to an upsetting degree in order to dance without jiggling. Yeah, I thought that, again, I thought this was going to be more of a body transformation. Right. Um, and so I was like, like, oh, we're going to, and we kind of get, like, we're going to get a thing where he, like, it's going to do weight gain. <laughs> As he bursts out of his uh, disco suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do get the closest thing VeggieTales is ever going to give us to weight gain TF. I guess you're right. Yeah, l- listen, I- I'm just I'm just waiting for the, the better days of, of Totally Spice. <laughs> um... And also, yeah, he was just wearing an afro wig. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not, I am, I'm going to not think about. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there's probably something to be said here, but I don't know if I've got anything to say. Yeah, I I don't feel good enough. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. To talk about this. Agreed. Like we said earlier, it's weird that the only thing that this guy, that... Uh, Scooter seems to have a problem with (laughs) I guess to be fair The thing that turns him around on most of it Is hearing from Dr. Jiggle that actually Mr. Sly is a nice guy But then no, he he immediately starts suspecting Mr. Sly again Yes So never mind actually (laughs) I don't know what's going on Like yeah had Had we prepared more Maybe we'd have some kind of angle on how like Disco has been weirdly demonized Over the years uh, perhaps in part because it was, you know, uh, a form of music that, like, queer people and people of color, uh, you know, liked and made. And, you know, about Christianity co-opting disco <laughs> in this also, instance. I don't really have... Has Christianity co-opted disco? Outside of this, no. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know if there's a whole lot of meat they on ba- that bone. <laughs> They've barely co-opted rock. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so yeah, at, but at the end, Larry, they're all just like, hey, instead of, like, cramming your body into a suit that's, like, ten sizes too small, why don't you just dance? Why don't you just dance like yeah. nobody's watching while we all watch? Yeah, Larry's like, I like your jiggle. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't we get it. We all like Mr. Jiggles. When we tell you to do the truffle shuffle, it's out of love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate that it's not, like... No, everyone likes laughing at you. Like, you should just learn to laugh with it. It's just, like, that's not the angle on it, which I yeah, like. Yeah, no, like, we're, we're making jokes, but legitimately good job of, like, yeah, like you said, like, being, like, dancing while being fat is something that a lot of, especially, you know, kids have, uh, like, you know, a lot of, like, problems with being bullied about, and... Yeah. You know, like, all, like, the kind of, like, bad thought processes that could go down with that. Right. It is sincerely one of the better things I have seen about fat phobia. Yes. Like, you know, credit where it's due, they they didn't really fuck this up. Yeah. Like, which I think you can tell by how hard we're having to dig to say anything mean about it. Yeah, yeah, this one... It's just kind of solid. It's, it's, yeah, listen, it's a cartoon for tiny children made in the early 2000s, so it's, you know, it's, it's nothing amazing, 
But they, I think they achieved the goal they set for themselves. Yes. Which, after the Jonah movie, you know, they could they could stand to post in W's. Yeah, this is th- that weird, like, one all about random humor. <laughs> yeah, where they were just really salty. They're really salty at, like, other things being more popular, and half of the episode was just, uh, like, stuff from, like, that they had made before VeggieTales. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Uh, so then we get the silly song, which... How do you feel about this silly song, Ashley? I, I, I thought this was good. I think it's pretty good, the main thing to me, though, I actually think the joke here is pretty funny, but I think it's a joke that little kids would not get. Because <laughs> it's just like, the joke is that it, it's a song about Larry meeting a girl at the gas station, and they both have uh, SUVs, and they're both singing about, like, oh, one day if there's, like, a really bad snowstorm, then everyone will need us in our cool cars. Yeah. Like, the kind of asshole justifications <laughs> people have for SUVs in real life. And, like, is, oh... Yeah, yeah kind like, of a funny dry... joke. I don't think little kids are gonna get it at all. No, probably not, yeah. Talking about, like, turning on your full wheel to go to Dunkin' Donuts is a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, like, it's maybe a, it's a weird play. Like, I, I guess it's where you got uh, a platform, but... Sure. Weird platform to make fun of this thing, even if it is valid. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, the second verse is, uh, like, if I ever go camping, which I've never gone camping before, but I might, and while I'm out there, I might find somebody trapped in a ditch and I can use my SUV to save them. Yeah. Like, not, not even joke. go off... Yeah, not even go off-road to camp, just... <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, solid joke. Yeah. Solid joke and, like, not much, little to no racism so far. This is a yeah, banner VeggieTales episode. <laughs> um, I, I, although, she's got a Subaru, so I think you're barking up the wrong tree, Larry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a stereotype about people with Subarus? You don't know about this? Apparently not. Uh, Subaru found that they were, like, extremely popular in the lesbian community. I see. And they did advertising, like, targeting, (laughs) like, lesbians in, like, specific magazines. Okay. That's pretty funny. And it's like, uh, like, uh, um, one of, like, the first, uh, you know, like, it, it's very rainbow capitalism, but. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting story about, like, how advertisers, like, felt like they could go for the gay community. Right, right, right. Yeah, the first one, it was in, like, a a feminist magazine, and it says, it loves camping, dogs, and long-term commitments. Too bad it's only a car. Yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. Great. Well, so anyway, then we get into the, the titular Snoodle's Tale. Yes. Um, which is Bob reading us a storybook. Um, that, I was that is, real worried at first that this was going to be entirely still images. Yeah, oh, when they pull up, I was like, oh boy, you, you really don't have the money, do we? Because there are several just still images at the start of this. I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> but luckily that is just how they get us into this story. It's very... They're clearly trying to, like, draw Dr. Seuss-style uh, environments here. Uh, yeah, it's, and it's very all Dr. of the Seuss-y, names are, like, yeah, very rhymes. Dr. Seussy. Yeah, I mean, Snoodle, you know? Yeah. Like, they even, like, lampshade it later. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the Snoodle Town, I don't remember all the goofy nursery rhyme na- Dr. Seuss names. I'm not going to pretend like I do. But the Snoodle Town has a clock tower in the middle of it, and every fourth Tuesday... At, like, 2 p.m. or whatever, uh, a new baby Snoodle pops out of it. Yeah, and 
they're like, oh, the you know the students never, uh, like you know figured out who you know like who made them until like you know one you know snoodle like you know changed all that and like he's gonna find out that it's god that did it (laughs) right yes (laughs) because it's very much like yeah no they no one ever questioned how the clock tower worked it didn't interest them they didn't care about like who made them or why they just lived their lives uh there's maybe some implicit stuff in this one more so than the the Dr. Jiggle one. Yeah. <laughs> like, just some implicit judgments about non-religious people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, our, our main Snoodle, does he have a name? No, I think he's just Kid Snoodle. Yeah, we'll just call him Kid Snoodle. Uh, I love Kid Snoodle's third album. Yeah, <laughs> you motherfucker, you beat me to it. <laughs> Uh, but every Snoodle is born with, like, a uh, little backpack uh, that has a kazoo and a, uh, like, well, drawing kit in it. Yeah. I-, I guess, is it everyone who has that, or... It looks like thought, it. Yeah, I thought it was a thing where he opens it up and is like, alright, so I'm good at music and I'm good at art. <laughs> right, I-, I have these things, so I must be good at them. Uh, that's the thing. At the beginning of this, like, the opening scene of this is a small child having an existential crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Because he comes out of the clock tower, there's like a slide that he comes down, and he gets up, and he's like, Who am I? Why am I here? What what purpose do I serve? Well, I've got this backpack, maybe that has some clues in it. There's a paintbrush and paper, so I guess I'm a good artist. He's, like, waking up like it's a... He's going to turn out to be the secret villain in a, like, survival horror game. (laughs) He wakes up like he's the first robot that, like, starts the revolution in a sci-fi story. Yes. He's (laughs) iRobot. But, yeah, so then, yeah, he also has a kazoo, so he's like, well, I must be good at music also. And there's, like, a pull string on his backpack that makes little wings come out. And he's like, oh, fuck yeah, bro, I can fly. This rules. Yeah, and so... He goes up on a little hill, like a little wall, and jumps off. And then every single adult in a four-mile radius is like, Look at this fucking loser! Yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. Which is interesting, because they all have wings, but you don't see any of them flying. Yeah, like... There's some parts that are, I guess, you could kind of imply are implicit, but they maybe could have done a bit more to be like oh these people like also thought like this when they were kids and then it was like bullied out of them (laughs) yeah you could go that way for sure i think it's more just a thing of like oh they have wings but they're not even trying to fly they're squandering god's gifts yeah that's that's more it yeah um but uh yeah so not only do they all point and laugh at them one of them uses their art kit to paint a picture of how stupid he looked trying to fly and give it to him. That is their go-to move all the time. Uh-huh. Which, I feel like it is maybe uh, one of the other signs of like continuing budget issues that they do not actually show us these drawings that keep getting made. I like was central to the plot and they don't let us see them. Yeah, I for sure thought they were because there was already so many... Because there's, like, later parts where it goes to just images. Yeah. yeah and I, so I thought, like... You're right, it, uh, it almost doesn't make sense for that to be a budget thing. I don't know why they won't just show us the mean drawings. <laughs> I guess they just didn't want to... I guess they just didn't want to show the mean drawings. Well, because I feel like it would actually land better if they did, because one of the things the kid Snoodle says at the beginning when he's having his little existential crisis is, what do I look like? Because there's no mirrors around. So, and kind of the idea later on is that he's been being given a false self-image by all these bullies. So it would be like, I feel like it would land better if you saw the drawings and you could see that they're not accurate to him. And, like, you know, actually, he he looks so much better than what these mean drawings make it look like. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It... 
Like, even if you didn't show them at the moment, but you saw them later when he's in God's cabin, and you, like, the reveal was that they looked nothing like him? Yes. I, I just, it's an odd thing to me that we never get to look at the mean drawings. It's a really, yeah, it's a really strange kind of thing where, yeah, like, I, you know... I think the best Veggie Tales will do for me as a little kid, <laughs> uh huh. You know, TV show. Yeah. Like is basically like the Jekyll and Hyde kind of stuff. Right. And this one definitely has more trouble kind of nailing what they're going for. Yeah. And yeah. part of it is I'm not sure like if they're just not good enough writers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, if it is, like, a weird budgetary thing where they were allowed five drunks in the episode. Sure. Uh, or, like, or if, like, there's, like, a more weird, nefarious reason. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I remember, uh, the, the Big Idea Wiki is a real hit-and-miss thing. I remember finding some good stuff on it in the past, like, they had commentary transcripts and stuff. Which, I guess I didn't look for that on this one. But it was, like, trying to look through its, like, um, trivia page for anything worthwhile to talk about here. And I didn't really get anything, but I did get this off of the uh, trivia page. Uh, This is the last episode for several things. It's the last episode, for instance, of any direct-to-video series made during the lifetime of American President Ronald Reagan. (laughs) He would die later on June 5th, less than a month after it was released. (laughs) Now... I'm going to uh, put forward that perhaps, regardless of what you think of President Ronald Reagan, that's not a relevant or interesting fact. (laughs) And that perhaps the fact that the writer of this wiki page thought it was says something about them. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so he... Yeah, gets made fun of for trying to fly, so then he's like, well, maybe I'll try to paint, like that guy did. He was good at painting. Mr. Sly was going to be called a demon. Yes, they wanted to call him a disco-dancing demon for the alliteration, and then changed it to villain for obvious reasons at this point. Like, that's one where, like, yeah, that's not worth getting a swarm of angry parents yelling at you because you said the word demon. Yeah. And, oh, there are parents that would get angry about that. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, Kid Snoodle gets, uh, you know, he, he tries to paint a picture and he gets made fun of again. And, uh, oh, right there, like, oh no, you have to hold on to your stupid, ugly painting to remind yourself what a bad job you did. And, like, the metaphor here is that he keeps getting weighed down by all these mean paintings that they keep mm-hmm. stuffing into his backpack. And, and I get what they're going for later. Yeah. It seems like they could maybe have done, like, a better... And, like, and I'm going to give you a different painting. <laughs> I, I get that. Honestly, I would say, if you're doing this, like, silly, made-up world with a bunch of, like, goofy nonsense, you could sell the metaphor way better if, for instance, they were etching their drawings into stone tablets. Because <laughs> then it would make sense that it's weighing him down, and we would understand it on a visual level. Instead of him just having to tell us over and over, and that piece of paper made him feel heavier. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Vischer, let me come punch up your scripts. I don't he's want to, Dave, though, actually. He's got Dave Tannenpaul for that now. Oh, God, yeah. Although I don't know I don't know if he's involved in the new VeggieTales. I don't think he is. I don't think he is either. Um... But yeah, so then at this point, Kid Snoodle is just like, I'm, I fucking had it with this town. I'm just going to go find somewhere to sit and be by myself because everyone hates me and I'm awful. And uh, yeah, he but he falls down in the field. mud and just a random yeah. farmer again draws a picture of what a dumb piece of shit he is and stuffs it in his backpack. Uh, and then, yeah, he if it, he climbs up to, to where the finches go. Yeah, he sees a bunch of birds in the sky, and he's like, well, they don't have hands, so they can't draw mean pictures of me. I'll just go live with them. <laughs> if the finches drew a painting, that'd be really funny. That would be really funny, actually. Um, but he goes up to the top of this mountain, 
he's like, well, finally I can be alone. No one can make fun of me. You know, my my awfulness isn't hurting anybody's feelings. They, they yeah, they show the fucking picture of the kid drew. Why did they show? Why didn't they show it? Show it, yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, just then, when he's just alone contemplating his sad life on a cliff, he hears a voice behind him, and it turns out there's uh, a door in the mountain, and uh, there's a kind old man inviting him inside. <laughs> the, the, the big man. The big man himself lives on this mountain. Uh, we do not see this person at all. We just... Uh, most of the shots at this point are God's POV as he's inviting this child into his house. Later on, he, uh, capital H, he, yeah, uh, like, unveils a, uh, like an easel with a painting on it. Yeah. And I thought that the reveal is that it's someone on stilts, and it was going to be like, I'm a little kid just like you. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this kid's just like, oh, sir, I, I don't need to waste your time. I'm just a worthless piece of shit. You don't gotta be nice to me. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, 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 I know the deal. Just give me the painting and I'll be on my way. Right, and, uh, you know, the, the nameless stranger just says, like, well, why don't you show me these paintings you're talking about? Well, these are dog shit. They don't look anything like you. The <laughs> audience doesn't get to know that, but I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to throw these in the fire so no one can ever see them. Yeah, tell you what, let me show you my painting of you. And it's like this perfect picture of him as like an adult with like full-grown wings flying through the air, just being just his greatest self possible. And the mm-hmm. kid's just like, well, that, that's, that doesn't look like me. That guy's got his shit together. I don't. And uh, the stranger explains to him that he knows that he's going to be like this one day because he's the guy who built the tower and he knows all about all the snoodles that come out of it. And he, uh, you know, he can see your whole life ahead of you and he knows that you're going to be just fine. It's going to go great. Yeah. And, uh, and he explains that he gives the snoodles these gifts, these wings, these horns, the, the art uh, supplies so that they can create things for him. You know, he wants to see the pictures they draw of things and all that stuff. And instead, they just use it to put other people down. And, again, like, this kid gets very, like, philosophical, like, you know, philosophical. And, like, it's like, well, then why can't you just make people be nice? <laughs> right. And, yeah, the stranger's just like, well, if, if, if I demanded gifts from people, then that's not a gift. I'm like, I don't know if you're demanding... He didn't say demand gifts. Well, no, to be fair, all he says is, why can't you make people obey you? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to think of what else gets said here. This is, this whole story is based kind of loosely on the psalm that, uh, Bob reads later on, Psalm 139, which I had pulled up in a tab. Did I lose it? Like a fool? Uh, you know, I've got it right here. Uh, you know, we've got, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but it's a lot of like, like, I'll start from the beginning here. You've searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before me, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. The part that gets, uh... Quoted by Bob at the end is, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. You know, so that's that's a sweet idea. Um, The thing I know about Psalm 119, though, the the main reason I'm, or not Psalm 119, 139, the main part of it I'm familiar with is the verse immediately before that, which is, uh, Mm. for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb, which... With everything else I just said, pretty innocuous. This is a very frequently cited Bible verse in support of pro-life positions. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's something to... Because, you know, this guy... Well, if God makes me in my mother's womb, then who is a doctor to, to you, know, you know, kill me? Well, God's trying to knit me. 
also, I do feel like it's worth saying, yeah, this ver- this uh, psalm is mostly like, yeah, you made me. I can never like be away from you. You know everything about me, no matter how hard I try to hide myself. And I, I praise you and I love you for making me myself. But then the final stanza of it is, if only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with <laughs> evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. It kind of takes a turn. Yeah, that takes a little turn at the end. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love you I, so much, God, and I will fucking kill anyone that says otherwise. <laughs> I I don't want to say that the image of knitting a, a baby is very funny to me. Yeah, you know, it's some fun some fun imagery. Yeah. Um I know very little about like the historical context of the Psalms. Again, didn't yeah. do much research for this episode, so you know, can't get especially deep into that, but yeah. Uh, when you knit a baby, do you start with the feet or do you start with the head? I think you have to start with the head because the the limbs would have to like fan out from the middle part. You yeah, know? yeah. Like I yeah. Right after I said that, it's like well then like you you already got two feet. So which one do you start with? Yeah, you might even just like knit the head and the torso and then knit the limbs separately and stitch them on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't I don't know enough about religion or how like fetuses form too <laughs> well you see ashley when a man loves a woman okay you're right yeah yeah tell me, tell me. <laughs> uh, anyway yeah um i i also noticed this and they they well but yeah he he flies back to the town and stunts on those fools <laughs> right because god gives him the painting of him like, in his glory, and takes away all of the mean paintings, and God's painting is special. It lifts him off the ground, so now his weak little wings are strong enough to carry him through the sky. Yeah, like the classic bit from Year of the Black Rainbow, Young Snoodle was in his glory. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No one's gonna get that. That is, I'm pretty sure that is the only time that combination of references has been made by <laughs> anyone ever. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I think you might be right. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, he goes back and he tells everyone the story about God and uh, everyone immediately uh, converts to the Young Snoodles religion and now they can fly. Yes. Again, we, we've talked about it before. It's a very kind of chick-track understanding of people's relationship with religion. Right. And just, specifically, yeah. like, non-religious people's uh, relationship with religion, which is, if they're not religious, then they are either, one, actively evil. Right. Or, two, just haven't had the, heard the good word. Right, and then they'll immediately, yeah, forsake their evil ways if you just tell them the right thing. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, I think... The literal text on the page of this short is not is pretty inoffensive, yeah. but I think if you scratch at it, there are some assumptions being made that like are kind of bad. Yeah, which I, you know, that is like a, a kind of constant thing, and like not to be like, oh, it is I, the atheist, that has the most. Sure, <laughs> but like. There are definitely, like, pieces of media that, like, have assumptions about uh, people who do not believe in certain things. Just like there are, you know, pieces of media that have assumptions about people who do believe. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, sometimes, like, oh, you just, like, you know, they just need one good thing to happen to them. <laughs> and right. then they're back, you know, into religion or... Yeah, I, oh, yeah there's definitely, like... like non-religious work that has sort of the opposite thing, right? Of just, like, every religious person's a weird nutbag. Yes. Like, that's why, yeah, like, they're either religious nutbags or idiots. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. It's something that's, like, ingrained in a lot of people and how they create just because of it's something that is kind of baked into us. Yeah. Like, you know, even, like, a lot of people who 
even you could say like we're raised without religion, we're still raised in a very Christian based right. like household. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you have that tendency to otherize people, uh, and like there will be veggie tales about how that's bad, but there will never be a veggie tale about like well, actually, you should um, respect your Muslim friend's beliefs the same way he respects yours, you know? Yes. <laughs> because uh, your Muslim friend's beliefs aren't uh, deserving of respect, because he's wrong. Yeah. And, yeah, like, that's a lot to, like, read into this specific story. No, for but sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, like you were saying, it is more just kind of a larger... Like, of the assumptions that are getting made while making this series. There's also, like, on the flip side of that, the other bad assumption I think that's going on here is the implication that the only path to, um, like, self-love is not even really self-love, just recognizing that God loves you. You don't need to worry about loving yourself, because God loves you, and that's all you need. You can be happy. Yes. And fuck anyone that doesn't like you, God likes you, and that's all that matters. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no sense of, like, like the snoodle doesn't come to learn anything about himself or stand just, up for himself. He, he just, just gets totally different. Will... Like, he spends the entire story just believing what the most recent person he's talked to tells him, you know? Yes. Uh, and also, like, he doesn't learn, like, like, oh, I, like... You know, like, I, I do feel good about my art, or I do feel good about my music or my flying. Yeah. He, like, just gets shown, like, listen, later you're going to be great at it, so don't feel bad about it. Right, right. Um, yeah. And, like, as they're going to tie in here in the countertop, there's not a ton we need to talk about with the countertop segment, right? I, I was just going to say that, like, it's the... And they notice this on the wiki, but I also notice it just watching it. It's the yeah. one where uh, Bob does not care that the song is playing <laughs> well he's he likes the song is playing because it's stopping larry from questioning the fact yes. that bob is ripping off of dr seuss yeah um but no what i was gonna say like yeah, they're gonna tie the moral of both of these stories into the motto of the show which is god loves you uh yeah. very much um god made you special and he loves you very much and i think that is a good moral. We've probably talked about this before, but again, been like 16 months. Uh, it It's something that rings hollow to me when there are lots of kinds of people that, uh, you know, mainstream Christians uh, maybe question whether God actually made them special or if they're, you know, um, a problem that needs to be corrected. Yeah. You know, if the young Snoodle's problem was that he was gay, I'm not sure that this show would be so generous to him. Yeah, and also, the young Snoodle would never be gay, because that's not... <laughs> well, like, right, yeah, 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 because God God wouldn't make him that way. Yes. Right, like, you, God made you the way you are, and you should embrace and love yourself, because that's an incredible thing. That, like, but, the person that you are was determined by... The Lord of the Universe. That's incredible. But if it's not in line with mainline conservative American values, well, you're confused. <laughs> yeah, well, then God didn't actually make you like that. Yeah. Satan did. Right. And I, I think we've also talked about how it's very funny that the people have just decided that Satan is the bad God. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we've also, you know, to retread stuff, I one thing I do remember is us getting into trying to untangle Phil Vischer's position on queer people. And Mm -hmm. the closest we were getting was the idea that, like, as far as we could tell, he subscribes to the notion that you can absolutely be uh, gay and Christian, but that means foregoing any kind of homosexual relationships. Like, you can feel that way, but that means being a good Christian means devoting yourself to a life of chastity. Mm-hmm. And, like, it sucks that it's that way, but hey, God gives us all our own unique burdens. Yeah, and, like, a lot of, and we had, a, like, a larger discussion about this, like, of, oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, again, I, I feel like this episode, not especially offensive on its face. But I think if you kind of pick at it, you can see some rotten foundation underneath of it, which is unsurprising. Yeah, especially with the, the latter story. The 
Yeah, I feel like the yeah the Doctor Jiggle stuff pretty in in uh, you know unatta- unassailable. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes, like I said, there's maybe some there maybe some light stuff, but nothing really, especially nothing uniquely bad to Veggie Tales. Yeah, um, yeah, it and unassailable from like a moral standpoint. Not yeah, a- <laughs> yeah I, I have no qualms with the moral they conclude with. Yes. Um. But yeah, that's that's the end of the episode. And that's then the end we of the episode. Ju- we just hear some sweet disco. Uh huh. Uh huh. We probably have a whole bunch of emails. In fact, so many that I'm too anxious to check the Gmail account. Yeah, I forgot we had a Gmail account. <laughs> so I I also don't remember what the address is because it's not where's Potter. I'm scared at Gmail. It was like our it was like Veggie Takes at Gmail. I think. Yeah. I'll, maybe I'll work up the courage to open that up next time. Mm-hmm. And just get through all the emails like, hey, where'd, where'd you guys go? <laughs> Where are you? Where, where's Pod? Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm mad about this thing you said a year ago. I think if you listen to episodes 3, 47, and 59 of Phil Vischer's podcast, you'll learn <laughs> he's really a pretty nice guy. <laughs> God. Well, yeah, I, I think I think this is an episode. I think this is an episode, uh, yeah. and yeah, and we're gonna do, do do bi-weekly, so we will see you again. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I'm gonna look up real quick what our next episode is here. List of Veggie Tales episodes. Let's jump in here, and this was Snoodle's Tale. So the next one is oh boy, oh boy, the next one is Sumo of the Opera. Ooh, this one's gonna be bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> this one's a good like one to kind of ease ourselves back in. Yep. <laughs> then we're just really getting into it. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at some screenshots. And it's already just no good. Hmm. Mm. You know, haven't I, I guess they haven't had a white guy doing a Japanese voice on this show yet. Nope. Really trying to hit racist voice bingo, huh? I'm... 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 <laughs> Luke, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows that I do on AudioEntropy.com. The big ones these days would be... Uh, Reprise Falls, which we referred to a couple times. It's a show covering Gravity Falls and discovering that maybe uh, it has uh, aged spectacularly poorly, spectacularly fast. Yeah. Not that old of a show, but it sure feels like it. Again, at least on the topic of fat phobia, much worse than Veggie Tales. Yes. Like, it is weird to consider that that is the... Um, was going on at the same time as, like... Steven Universe and Adventure Time and Over the Garden Wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, <sighs> VeggieTales might think that uh, people that don't believe in Christianity are inherently devoid of moral character, but it is sensitive towards fat people. <laughs> <laughs> Which is more than Gravity Falls can say. Uh, you can also find me on... Um, Eidolon Playtest, it's an actual play RPG podcast that I GM, we're playtesting Eidolon, Become Your Best Self, that is a tabletop game that I have written with my friend Molly, uh, in order to, well, no, I'm talking in circles, I almost went into, into a recursive loop there, uh, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a game that is inspired by the Persona games and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, um, two things that are also problematic, <laughs> That also have weird thoughts about gay people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know what... I honestly could not give you a coherent opinion on what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure thinks of gay people. It is all over the fucking map on that one. It's kind of homophobic, but also thinks they're cool. No, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had that happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh I got that that's it for me. Where can people find you, Ashley? 
You can find me at Yo Yo Brain with an underscore Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. You can also find me at HyenaCackle.com and at Patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give Ashley some money. She edits these. Yeah. And that's hard work. <laughs> Even if it's lightly edited, it's surprisingly uh, intensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until next time. Uh, do you remember the closeout? I do. <laughs> okay. Uh, we love you very much. We love you very much. Actually, I think it's God loves you very much, and so do we. (laughs) Ah, whatever. Close enough.